0: Hi and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode I want to talk about the subject of forgiveness and to give you eight different prompts or quotes to challenge how you should think about forgiveness, for I believe there is real strength to be found in letting go. One of the upsides of Covid-enforced homeschooling is that I can listen to my kids' online classes while waiting in the kitchen for my coffee to brew. I've caught bits of English lessons that have taken me back to when I studied the same books as them. The Lord of the Flies is, after all, timeless. I've been reminded of past struggles with algebra and have realised that my French vocabulary hasn't stood the test of time. But it was a religious studies class that had recently caught my interest on the topic of forgiveness. The lesson centred upon the story of a racially motivated murder of an 18-year-old British teen named Anthony Walker. It was a harrowing and senseless crime, as all such crimes are, without basis or motive, driven out of hatred and ignorance. The most poignant and moving moment came when his mother discussed her feelings towards those who took her son's life. I might have assumed that she felt great anger and wished to see them punished, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Instead, she expressed an alternate perspective. I don't condone what they did. It's terribly wrong. I expect the law to work for me. It's not up for me to take revenge, she said. And then she carried on. When you lose someone that you love, it hurts so much, and the pain is constant. It's like having a bag or a suitcase, and you pack in anger, you pack in bitterness, resentment, revenge, and all the things that could go unforgiven, and it becomes a heavy weight. Her anecdote was clear and her antidote to carrying around such a heavy load of emotional and mental baggage each day, to simply release herself from carrying that burden by choosing instead to forgive the killers. A deeply religious woman with incredible courage and fortitude, with a loving family around her, I imagine that her faith provided great comfort and helped her to adopt that view. But as many know, even when the right path is set out for us by religious doctrine or our own moral code, it can still be hard to muster forgiveness, serenity, or compassion. For Anthony Walker's family, forgiving his killers together with the passing of time and their strong religious faith has helped them to keep living their lives in spite of tragic loss. That they've used the story as a means of spreading the message of forgiveness to school children across the UK is an unbelievably courage, courageous and generous act too. They are proof of the power of forgiveness as an essential trait for living a life that's fulfilled and peaceful, no matter what it may hold. It's a trait that many of us overlook in our search for emotional tranquility, too. It can also be something that that many approach only superficially, without contemplating all the angles and nuances of what it means to forgive and who benefits from it. Forgive and forget. The idea of forgiving and forgetting, for the two often go hand in hand, can seem like a show of weakness to those who have been wronged. To forgive someone for harming us, or someone we care about, seems somehow unjust, akin to letting them off lightly. Why should we let them let it go? Why should we want to let them get away with it? How can we take vengeance and redress the balance instead? By clinging on to the wrong that's been committed against us, we keep reliving the pain each time we consider the injustice. In this way, we're merely keeping it alive for ourselves. The same is true when it comes to forgiving ourselves, as it is for forgiving others. We keep ourselves in an emotional jail cell, prolonging the punishment as we berate ourselves for what we did and didn't do, and for the poor choices we made. We can't change the past, and yet we refuse to grant ourselves the freedom to move forwards unencumbered by clinging on and reliving events from the past over and over again. An article from the Johns Hopkins Institute reinforced by studies from the Mayo Clinic have highlighted that the benefits of forgiveness aren't constrained to emotional or mental peace either. They each highlight health benefits for forgiveness pertaining to heart rate, blood pressure and immune response. Carrying unresolved and unforgiven issues within us clearly causes sufficient stress, so that it can harm our body as well as our soul. I want to give you a few other perspectives that describe how to forgive and the merits and benefits we can expect from doing so. Each has been useful to me in reframing events from my past where I felt a burden of pain, anger, shame or merely disappointment in how I'd acted or how others had treated me. Events such as divorce and the parting of other relationships, letting down those who depended on me, disappointing others through the choices I've made and the misguided actions I've taken are scattered throughout my life. I'm sure there are many such events in your past too. Forgiveness and letting go of these is key to moving forwards, rather than being mentally or emotionally caught up in the past. The sentiments offered in these quotes have helped me to reframe how I think about forgiveness, and maybe they'll help you to do the same. To err is is human, and to forgive divine, said Alexander Pope. The 18th century poet put it well when he acknowledged that we all make mistakes and stray from the path at times. Those who can forgive themselves when they get it wrong, or forgive others who've wronged them, will be rewarded. Pope describes forgiveness as a mark of divinity, indicating just how difficult it can be at times to achieve. To forgive those who've wronged us, or to forgive ourselves, is a superpower. Forgiveness severs our ties to past failures and hardships allowing us to move forwards unencumbered. It loosens the burdens upon our mind that keep us rooted in the past. It allows us to move forwards, in spite of the poor decisions we've made and the actions that we regret. It releases the hold of unkind words and uncharitable actions that have been directed at us. Don't be fooled though, the benefits of forgiving are significant, but it takes a strength of character, bordering on divinity to make it happen. Lily Tomlin said that forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. When we cling on to things that are causing us emotional pain, it's because we refuse internally to to accept that they've happened as they did. They may be choices we made and have come to regret. They may include conversations and arguments that we lost. Only weeks or months later to have come up with the perfect comeback or killer put down. There could be the times when we acted or spoke cruelly or dismissively to someone who deserved our patience and compassion, and now we wish it could be taken back. The past is gone and beyond our control. When we forgive and let go of the things that have happened, it's a way of finally accepting that they happened, they are gone and can't be changed. The cause of hurt and regret may remain, but at least in forgiving we can devote the energy that was held up in the past towards rebuilding or making amends. Jonathan Lockwood Huey said, Forgive others, not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace. The people who are the hardest to forgive are those who we believe simply don't deserve it. They lack remorse and may not possess the self-awareness to contemplate being wrong in the first place. They are the loyal partners who cheated or abused us. The disloyal partners, excuse me, who cheated or abused us emotionally or physically. The co-workers who stole our ideas and took credit for our successes. The person who stole from us, who scratched our car, who threw the garbage onto our lawn, or who laughed when we stumbled. No matter how serious or trivial their misdemeanour, the only person who loses by holding on to the wrong that's been committed and the pain that comes with it is us. Often the wrongdoer remains oblivious to what they've done. They may not have noticed, or they may have already forgotten, long before, or long after rather, we're seething and smarting. Forgiving them isn't really about being worthy of forgiveness. Instead, it's about drawing the event to a close and severing ties for our own benefit. It's about freeing ourselves to move forwards with a little more peace of mind. Forgiveness in this instance isn't about them, it's about us. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Let no man pull you low enough to hate him. When faced with a wrong that's been committed against us, we have the choice to either sink to the level of the offender or to hold on to the moral and emotional high ground. Retaliation may seem appealing, but we usually end up feeling regretful. For those with a decent moral compass, we know that the right thing to do is to treat others as we'd like to be treated, not how they've treated us. Forgiveness is the alternative to retaliation, and helps us avoid being dragged downwards. The same goes for feeling un- forgiving ourselves for wrongs committed deliberately or in error. We may feel stupid careless, regretful, or embarrassed by what we've done. But what's been done is in the past and can't be changed. It's more productive and useful to move forwards without getting down on ourselves. If there are amends to be made with those that have been wronged, it's far healthier to devote our energies to that rather than hating ourselves for what we did. Mark Twain said that forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that's crushed, crushed it. Forgiveness is the silver lining to an otherwise dark cloud. The harm that's been done becomes ever greater when we keep it alive through reliving the experience and repeatedly telling others and ourselves how horrendous it was. We're likely to exaggerate and add layers in the retelling, making things worse than they already were. Alternatively, we can accept it for what it is and acknowledge that it's happened. Then we do what's necessary to move onwards. When Anthony Walker's killers were captured and convicted, his mother might have resorted to feelings of injustice and vengeance. Her son's killers lived on where her beloved son had been taken. Instead, she chose to bless the murderers with forgiveness and free herself from the weight of anger. I don't imagine she feels positively towards the killers, but she's chosen not to add to her burden with anger, bitterness or resentment. The dark deed doesn't have to be made darker by perpetuating it. Instead, we can choose to move on and into the light. Mahatma Gandhi said the weak can never forgive, for forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. To forgive and forget seems like the weak option when weighed against fighting your corner and retaliating, but to forgive often takes far greater reserve and strength. Gandhi demonstrated the power of such an approach in the nonviolent resistance movement which contributed significantly to India winning independence from British colonial rule. To forgive demands more than retaliation. It takes strength to manage feelings of anger, aggression, sadness or hurt, to forgive those responsible for the pain instead of taking revenge. It demands courage to take the path that seems less obvious or appealing. Forgiveness truly is an attribute of the strong. Oscar Wilde said, always forgive your enemies for nothing annoys them so much. So on a lighter note, there are few joys greater than being able to disappoint those who are doing all they can to get a response from us, by any means possible, than actually not giving them what they want, a response. Some take perverse joy in spreading misery and provoking others into a fight or argument. Their motivation comes from causing pain, dismay or upset in others. It's like trolling. And what better way of denying them that joy than to forgive them rather than to rise to the bait, a further fringe benefit of forgiveness final thought. Many of us waste hours of our lives reliving and replaying past hurts, hoping that through sheer will alone that we might make things better. But by clinging to painful memories and holding on to grudges, we're keeping pain from the past alive within us. To forgive doesn't have to lead to a loss of face, but rather it's a symbolic detachment from the hurt. Forgiveness is an acceptance of what's happened not necessarily an ambition of fault or failure, unless one is due. Forgiveness takes effect and brings its magic to bear when we acknowledge that we cannot hope for a brighter past, only to be freed from what happened so that we may focus our attentions and our energy in the present. In my own life, forgiveness has been key to overcoming many of the hardest times I've been through, particularly the parting of various relationships. Only once I found a way of forgiving and letting go of the events of the past could I unlock myself from the pains and constraints caused by them and then to move forwards. I recognise it as one of the most powerful traits we can develop as a means of enabling growth and advancement. There are times when we need to forgive ourselves too. Maybe we were at fault, perhaps the situation could have been avoided. We could have handled ourselves better, and we may may be right to regret our actions. Forgiving ourselves may feel unjust, but it is necessary if we're to take the lessons and move forwards in life. So I hope that's changed how you think about forgiveness, or at least given you something to consider. And until next time, this is Toby with Kintsugi Life, saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at Tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.